Welcome. I am so grateful you are here. Let's expand our consciousness. Information leads to transformation. Open your heart. Open your mind. We're on this ascension ride. It's an honor to bring this information to you. This is the Tabitha Polaris Show. Welcome to the show, everyone. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you leave a rating, comment, subscribe, and share with like-minded friends. I am your host, Tap of the Polaris. I'm a singing light warrior and creator of high-frequency music and channeled meditations. My mission is to expand consciousness, raise the frequency of the planet, and fill your hearts with joy. Check the description of this episode for all the direct links to everything we discuss in the show. Thank you again for joining us. So grateful to have all of you. Welcome to all the new listeners and hello to all the returning listeners. So much love to you all. Now I'd like to tell you about today's guest. Tudor Alexander is an author, coach, and host of the weekly self-development podcast, The Dance of Life. He is a former professional competitive athlete with a background in dancing and movement and has written books on gratitude, biohacking, and spiritual fulfillment. Tudor combines over 16 years of experience as an athlete and coach with his passion for personal growth for a unique approach to personal transformation by integrating timeless principles with research-based strategies. He helps people align their body, mind, and soul so that success comes naturally. So welcome to the show, Tudor. Say hello. Good to be here. How's it going? I'm fabulous. I read your story on your website of your transformation of how you blossomed into who you are today. It's an inspirational story, how dancing changed your life, how you overcame many personal life challenges and health issues, and through a commitment to personal development, research, physical wellness, and mindset practices that you, it eventually led you to teach others what you learned. And I just love your story. It inspired me. Thanks. So is there anything about that story you'd like to share about what led you to where you have landed today and what you do today? Well, you know, what comes to me right now is never underestimate taking action on what you believe right now. Mm. So there's a lot in that, which is, you know, sometimes we get caught up with trying to find our life purpose and sort of thinking from the bigger picture, like, what does it mean? You know, what are the signs, all these different things. Right. And uh, sometimes the best thing you can do is just act on what you believe in the moment and it will undoubtedly take you to the next step. Now you may do something that you really believe in and it really ends up being a failure, but that doesn't matter because it leads you to the next step. You know, the, the problem yeah. is we act on things that we don't believe which is inauthentic and leads you sort of to delaying your purpose, or we believe something and we don't act, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of have this thing in our heart and then we, we don't really take action on it. And that also delays your purpose. So the only thing you can really do if you want to move things along is act on what you believe. So now in my own life, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I was 19 when I took this class at ASU. I had taken a class in dancing before that. My mom got me into it and so when I came to ASU and I had like a credit to fill, it was like an easy 
all right, let me, you know, meet some girls, get an easy grade, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, after the semester of doing that, I was pretty bad at it, you know, and, and, uh, we went to this club to have, you know, like a, like a social dance final exam, whatever that is. And this girl just walked out on me. You know, I was, I was dancing with her. I literally asked her to dance with me. And like within a minute or two, she just kind of peeled herself, peeled me off of her like a bandaid. You know, <laughs> just, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I felt like I was in the telenovela just standing there, you know, like, you know, look at the girl walking off the floor. And uh, from that moment, you know, I was pissed, you know, I was 19, obviously, you know, a young guy, you know, ego is hurt. So I was pissed and I was like, that's it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to learn this shit. You know, I'm going to really get this stuff down. And so next semester I took more classes. I went to a collegiate dance competition, you know? And so all the while just sort of pursuing that next little breadcrumb that was meaningful to me at the time, obviously at the time, you know, my motivations were different, you know, and obviously we grow, but um, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, I, I talk about this a lot where, for example, you have a, let's say you have a, a three-year-old or a four-year-old or whatever, you know, you, you sit down and try to explain to them a mortgage application. You know, that's just meaningless to them. It's so far ahead in their dimension and their consciousness that it has no relationship, you know. But if you, you know, give them some toys, you know, to play with the house or building some things, you know, at the time, that consciousness is ready for those things. And that will prepare the way maybe for later for understanding, you know, the value of having a house or whatever, right? So don't underestimate the value of the things that motivate you today, even though they may seem egotistical or silly or stupid. You never know what acting on would do what you believe will take you. And so for me, you know, acting on my ego and getting hurt uh, led to being a professional athlete, competitor, a coach. I was been coaching people for 15 years and, uh, you know, really just a very long and winding road, you know? So you know, we can talk about that part, but that's, yeah. that's where it all happens. So. It's, it's a great story. So I just want to read an excerpt from your website to catch everyone up on the rest of the story. It's such a cool thing that happened. You say, as I continued to read, educate myself, learn about health or mindset training techniques and invest in my own growth, a powerful new direction began forming. It was the integration between my passion for personal growth years of health research and biohacking and experience as a professional athlete and dancer. It combined the wisdom I gained from timeless movement principles with traditional personal growth strategies to create something totally unique, alignment coaching. So this is such a beautiful life journey that you had, that you combined all the things that you were learning to improve your life into a system that you can teach others to help them live their best, healthiest, happiest, joyfulest, abundant life. It's just beautiful. So before we get into dancing, because I'm a dancer, so I definitely want to talk yeah. about dancing. <laughs> sure. What What is alignment coaching? You know, it's, uh, to me, it's, it's really using timeless principles to, mm -hmm. to look at, the alignment, you know, alignment can be anything in your life. Ultimately for me, alignment is understanding how do things relate to one another, right? So I've, I've coached people in their business. I've coached people in their health. Obviously that's a big one. People, you know, always looking to improve their health mindset. All those things can fall out of alignment. And what that really means is somewhere there is a relationship that we are ignoring between something. And that's, you know, the most of the time when something's out of alignment, it's because there's a non-obvious component to what you're doing that you're not seeing. 
right? So if my business is out of alignment, let's say my my sales are out of alignment. Well, that could be because maybe what you're saying isn't necessarily what you believe, right? Mm-hmm. So when you talk and you try to sell something that you don't believe in, it's you're never going to sell anything. So ultimately, if you believe in something, it will sell itself, I think. So it's really returning to uh, the old way of looking things from the East. You know, I, I follow a lot of Zen teachings mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not Buddhist or anything, but I've, I've, that's a big thing of mine is just really kind of connecting to those timeless principles. And one of them that's pretty much I've guided this whole effort around and it's helped me in my professional career as an athlete and just learning how to relate to life is the principle of Wu Wei. And Wu Wei is basically the art of effortless action, which is the understanding. I mean, in the West, we have a nickname for it. We call it work smarter, not harder, you know, Uh. (laughs) but it's, you know, that's just so much more than that. It's really not work smarter, not harder because it's really when you, so, you know, like in sushi, for example, you know, it's like cutting with the grain, cutting, you know, going with the grain of things. And it's, it's understanding to understand that you have to really be a good listener. You have to understand to see what is not obvious. You have to understand um, when you look at a problem, you don't look at a problem from the way that we tend to look at it in the West, which is, oh, that, you know, we look at marketing, for example, today. I mean, so many good examples of just ridiculous, like, oh, I today, before this interview, I was on my Facebook feed, just killing time and, you know, let me show you how to build a coaching business in three easy steps. I'm just like, man, part of me just wants to comment on this guy's Facebook ad. Like, yeah. And each of those steps has like a thousand steps within them, dude. It's no, there's no like one easy thing to do this one life hack. Like that kind of attitude has been so ingrained in our mind, especially with social media, because why? Because it sells something, right? So if I tell you, Hey, here's the one thing that you're missing. This is the one thing that's going to create the result you know, and then you do my one thing and it's sure you, you probably will get a result because you're not doing that one thing before. So yeah, anything that you do will give you a result. But ultimately what it teaches you to think is, is a very lopsided way of thinking, which is, oh, you know, there's that one thing. Well, there is not one thing. If you, for example, want to lose weight, you know, a lot of people want to lose weight or, you know, feel better in their bodies. Well, you know, it's not just cutting out calories. That's the obvious part, you know, or maybe changing your diet or something. It's really, you know, when I think about losing weight, I think, okay, what's the what's the shape of your gut microbiome? Because there's a lot of research that shows the type of bacteria you have in your gut will predispose you to storing fat or not. And so you could ha- you could cut all the calories out you want, which is not good anyway to, to diet. Everybody knows that. But gut microbiome, do you see that? No, it's inside you. You have to take a stool test, which is not fun at all <laughs> to, to get to see anything, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, what is your hormone levels, you know, your cortisol, your thyroid levels, you know, all these things. If you have those out of alignment, then you could do all the work you want to try to lose weight, go to the gym, exercises. It's not going to do anything, you know? So those are the types of things in a concrete example where understanding to see the unseen and to understanding to listen, learning how to understand multiple things at the same time so that you can create the cert. What is the outcome? The outcome is I create the circumstances for the outcome to happen naturally. This is my whole thing. And it's really not my thing. It's really I'm my way of expressing a timeless principle, which is again, rather than being so outcome focused, how do I create the alignment for the outcome to happen naturally? Because in movement, that's the way it is. You know, movement, and for me, movement was a 
nice fun little backdrop that taught me all of these things to connect all these things because it's very obvious in movement you know movement you know you're, you're moving so you can feel it and you know coaching people on movement really gave me an insight into these timeless principles which is you know in movement dancing isn't the hard part <laughs> dancing's not hard everything in the universe is dancing dancing is easy you know it's uh it's learning how to dance that's the hard part is learning how to align your body so that the movement happens naturally the movements themselves are easy you look at, for example, any athletic endeavor when people are doing, you, know, you watch these crazy videos of people doing ski flips and, you know, whatever, all kinds of crazy stuff. And it looks so easy, doesn't it? You know, it just looks so yeah. easy. And it's, we say, so oh, funny. you make it look so easy. It's like, that's, yes, that's what I easy. said to my dance teacher every day because I was good and I have dance experience, but ballroom dancing is so different. You yeah. see the dance and it looks like people are flying across and every part of their bodies and the perfect position for that dance, oh, yeah. right? It's an intense activity. And then Very when intense. I'm doing it, my body feels like I'm doing it good. And then if I watch it back on video, I was like, oh, my foot has to be like a hair this way. And yeah. my my <laughs> arm has to be this way. So I was like really Video's your worst enemy, by the way. I was way. like, I don't think I want to watch myself on video yeah, anymore. You got to be careful. But what I learned yeah. from dance was it was kind of like a meditative state as well. And also such a great form of exercise and it was fun and I love all the dances like I I learned salsa I learned merengue I learned the waltz like all these fun dances and Each you have their character yeah they all have something unique and different like swing I mean and just being in someone's energy too like being close to them you you learn mm -hmm. how to move as one or use their energy in certain parts. Like it was really interesting. I've missed it because I haven't danced since lockdown. Um, yeah. Because I think I would absolutely not be able to breathe dancing in a mask. So I'm just waiting. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, I don't think I could dance in a mask. I haven't really done so I, much dance teaching since I then. I really either. miss it. I really miss it. Um, love ballroom dancing. So do you do more than salsa? Do you do all of it? Were you a professional ballroom dancer or were you just doing salsa? I I was a professional ballroom dancer. I'm not really competing anymore so much, yeah. you know, especially with all the lockdown stuff. It was kind of a a point of transition for me. You know, I was right. already doing some of the things that I've been doing now, but with the lockdown, I was like, all right, you know, uh, again, go with how things are structured, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if if the environment is telling you, look, you need to sit down and think and reflect, then sit down and think and reflect. Don't try to keep pushing the same thing you were doing, right? So yes. for me, this was a... Uh, an opportunity to kind of delve in and, and integrate everything that I'd learned and really create some new stuff. And so one of those was a big book that I wrote recently. Congrats. Dance your way yeah, thank you. Dance Your Way Through Life, A No BS Guide to Hacking Your Body, Mind, and Soul for Success. <laughs> I love the title. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a, it's a long book. It's 800 pages and it's, wow. it's 1,600 scientific references. So it's a big book. But that was, you know, that was what I did last year. And uh, but before that, I was competing in everything. I mean, that was, uh, um, you know, I think with ballroom dancing was different than a lot of the other dances, or I should say disciplines, um, because I have friends who, you know, are very much in the salsa crowd and, you know, some of the club scenes and stuff. The thing with ballroom dancing specifically that I think helps and helped me was that ballroom dancing is very structured, I don't yes. think people realize how structured it is as an activity, as a sport, because there's a lot of, def you know, definitions for things. You know, we divide 
movement in a very, very specific way. And so when you are doing that for a living every day, you're looking at you're breaking things down and you start seeing how things relate to each other and see how movement happens. You know, you develop a very sort of analytical understanding of movement, which allows you to see things in other areas. And so in my case, you know, I was also very passionate about you know, health and, and sort of personal growth and going to seminars and stuff. So all those things parallel to what I was doing as an athlete sort of was like, huh, wait a minute, you know, there's, there's more to this movement thing than, than just rhinestones and glitter, you know? So. Yeah. It uh, seems like you really, you really dove into the health, the business and the mindset aspects and tied it all in to, you know, it's all the same, you know, alignment to me is all the same. That's why I leave it general because really alignment is, I think alignment is just something that we can work on every day, you know, whether that's your health, that's your business, that's your, uh, you know, relationships, being in alignment is what allows for the outcome, which is what we want to happen naturally. Otherwise, anytime you, it's, you know, it's simple example. It's like, if you're trying to pick up a box, you know, and, and you have poor form or, you know, you see these videos of people working out at the gym and just the, the joke videos where people are doing just stupid stuff and, you know, exercising completely incorrectly it's funny but it's it's also very telling of a very like important principle which is when things are out of alignment if you put energy into that situation and energy can be your attention your money your effort your whatever time so resources let's put it that way a better word when you put resources into a misaligned situation the only outcome is resistance that's just like a physical law of the universe. And so if I have a, if I'm do so now we apply that principle to movement. If I am misaligned and I put a lot of effort, I can get an injury. If my business is misaligned and I haven't figured out my vision or how my systems are going to work and I put a lot of money into it, you're going to waste a lot of money. You're going to get a lot of resistance trying to get the ideal client, right? So you see, it's all the same. If you understand the general rule, you know, your health is the same thing. You know, you could take a, a bunch of weight loss pills, but if you haven't fixed your relationship with food or your gut microbiome, you're not going to get the outcome. And so, but guess what? If you do do those things, then the outcome, the amount of energy you do need to create the outcome is very little. Then you just need a little teeny, very intelligent nudge. And, uh, and then the outcome happens easily. And so for me, I would rather work smarter, <laughs> not harder. You know, I've worked very hard in my life and I don't like working hard. I like working smart. So, yeah, um, good you know. good tips. I saw something on your website, biohacking. Could you explain to me what that is? I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, so biohacking is been around as a term probably for, I'd say about maybe 20 years, right? Something like that, 20, 30 years. It's relatively new. It's been popularized certainly in the mainstream by uh, you know Ben Greenfield and... Um, I forget the other guy's name right now, the bulletproof diet guy who who made the bulletproof diet. But, you know, biohacking is in essence, I'll give you what it means today, but it's been around for thousands of years. So biohacking is basically taking control of your biology and understanding, okay, how can I sort of deal with the inevitable unlucky draw of cards that I got? You know, genetically, everybody has some genes that just don't work the way they should. And so that predisposes you to certain toxicities, certain risks, uh, certain diseases, certain inflammation processes, uh, deficiencies in nutrients. You know, so everybody has that. You 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 aren't 
there's nobody with a perfect set of genes. And so the question is not if, but you know, what flavor of BS do you have? So understanding your genes and sort of creating customized supplementation practices around that, or you know, even dietary decisions, or just being smarter, for example, around certain toxic uh, things like plastics in your house, but maybe you have certain you know uh, weaknesses to that. Those are the types of things that would be included in biohacking, which is basically like, okay, now there's some people that go really crazy with it, you know, and they, you know, there's all kinds of compounds we're trying and okay, let me try to get more performance out of my body and stuff. And so really it doesn't have to be that to me, it's really just, it could be as crazy as you want it to be. Obviously now we have a lot more opportunities for that than we did 20 years ago. The average person can get you know, tests online, blood tests, you can, you know, order supplements, you have a lot more freedom today to take control of your biology than you had 20 years ago. And so, uh, which is great, which is a very empowering thing. And, uh, you know, it's not about living forever, but really it's about expanding your health span, which is the time that you spend on this planet healthy. Good time. You know, we all want, what do we all want? We all want time but we don't want just time. We want time that's healthy time. Yes. And time that's free of obligation. You know, you don't, because if you have, if you have like a lot of health and you're you know, a lot of energy, but you're obligated and you're in some shitty job you hate, or, you know, you're in a relationship or something that you just hate and you're not there because you authentically want to be there. That's not time that you want, you know, so you want healthy time plus, you know, being authentic and everything else. So that stuff on the second part, you can work on in your mind but the health stuff you need to work on with certain, you know, health has a lot of considerations. And so uh, that, unfortunately, like with my book, I mean, most of it really is health stuff. The first 500 pages are health because health is just such a, you know, um, so many considerations in health. There's just so many considerations because everybody's different. Everybody's got different genes. Everybody, you know, has a different situation. You know, some people have a gallbladder out. Some people don't. You know, so there's just so many situations, but this is the dance, you know, this is the dance of life. I call it is choreographing your dance of life, which is, you know, you have to choose and make choices intentionally about what you put in your body, uh, you know, what you don't put in your body, which is probably more important and, and come to a, a sort of a routine or a set of choices that you operate by every day so that you can live that healthy life, you know, and live in alignment. That's what really living in alignment is. It's that your health is, you know, if you're into chakras and all this kind of stuff, then you understand that there's an order to which things happen, which is chakra, you know, chakras one, two, and three, that's all the physical realm. You know, this is your, your, your safety, your, your nervous system being healthy, your, uh, you know, reproductive system being healthy. And sure, there's, there's some elements there of, of ethereal things like relationships, but an identity, but a lot of it is also physical. Your gut is your third chakra. You know, it's your, your center, your digestive center. If your digestive center is off, you know, that's the root of all evil. <laughs> so yeah. You have to have a good digestive center. And so understanding what maybe works for you and maybe doesn't work for that person. That's what biohacking is. It's really understanding what, you know, who am I looking at within and, and not just the mental side of things, because that's important too, but also the physical side of, who am I? Who are my genes? You know, what type of genes do I have? Do I have problems in certain areas? Should I take this supplement? Should I not? Would this help me? You know, should I not eat this food? You know, those kind of things are helpful because I'll tell you what, all the stuff that we like to talk about, which is gratitude and generosity and, you know, life purpose and all these things are very important. Again, order to which, you know, the, the tire chakras are up here for a reason because these ones have to be satisfied first. And so, 
they all have, they're all important for living in alignment. So living in alignment, if we were to put that in parentheses, it would be that energy flow between all the chakras, right? From one to seven. It's just that pillar that's radiating just one giant ohm all the way through. That's living in alignment. But you can also say that is a product of many things coming into alignment, right? So your health has to be there. You know, your, your, your heart has to be open. Your mind has to be full of purpose. And so all those things can't happen if your health isn't there first. If you're, if you're unhealthy, it's very difficult to be grateful. doesn't mean it's impossible, but it's a lot harder. You know, if your cortisol is not there, if your dopamine's not there because you have certain nutritional deficiencies, you know, you're going to be, it's going to be hard to be motivated. You don't have to be, there's no secret to motivation. There really isn't. If you if you have all the right things that you're doing with your health, you will wake up and have natural energy and be motivated. You know, of course, if you still have energy and you're not motivated, then yeah, we look at internally what's going on with your head. But uh, you know, health is number one. You have to take care of your health. And so biohacking is really this idea of how can I manipulate the environment for my own benefit? And we've been doing that for thousands of years. I mean, human beings have been using tools since the dawn of time. So that's hacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting because of, you know, I had a moment where I started eating healthier and eliminating chemicals and synthetic um, chemicals in my makeup and food and cleaning products. And I definitely felt, yeah, it's like they're trying to poison us. (laughs) But yeah, I I couldn't believe the, um, the effect it had on my endocrine system and my immune yeah. system. And when I eliminated all that, that stuff, and then I got into, you know, really holistic health, real deep dive. But during my journey, I guess yeah. it was very interesting. I realized like, oh, so I guess everyone's body's different. So even though this might be healthy for me, energetically or genetically, maybe it's not the best thing for me to eat right now. So, um, there, there is some very interesting concepts out there in the Ayurvedic community. And also like my mm-hmm. alternative chiropractor does nutritional testing. So she'll actually test the energy field of a supplement mm-hmm. before she gives it to me. So all this is very interesting. Now, the next level of all of this would probably be studying epigenetics. And um, have you ever heard yeah. of that? Yeah. Yeah, epigenetics is fascinating. I mean, it's a very complicated very. system. <laughs> but that's but the next thing I'm yeah, looking I mean, at because the power of our minds can thing, actually, yeah. you know, make us healthy. And it's just really interesting that we can have more power over Everything you our do health. from how you think and what you eat yeah. controls your genes every day, which is yes. crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing, right? <laughs> So probably who, better you don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I want to learn more about it. It's really neat. But you mentioned gratitude, and I love gratitude. Gratitude is the best thing to snap yourself out of feeling, you know, negative or if you're fearful. It's just such a great practice to have. Um, do you have a gratitude um, practice, a, a daily practice? Or I saw on your website you have a, a gratitude course map program. Yeah, that's. That's really cool. You want to tell us a little bit about the Gratitude Map program? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the book I wrote a book. It was called The Gratitude Map. Uh, and that it's a free book. People can get it. Just go to thegratitudemap.com. And it comes with a mini course, basically, you know, just some simple things. But the book itself is just timeless wisdom. I mean, on how to overcome the obstacles of gratitude. And there's eight that I sort of outline. And 
if you're keen, you'll realize they're based on the chakras. So okay, <laughs> everyone, you know, there's yeah, they're interesting. But uh, and then how to it, it gives you also strategies on how to create a gratitude practice. There's 12 main habits that are again timeless, been around forever that I outline, and how to basically incorporate these into your life. And then also there's a section on how to create. Uh, great relationships with others, you know, based on gratitude. And what is the secret, you know, and the secret is really gratitude, generosity, and service, being of service to others. But it all has to happen, you know, everything happens in an order. Again, uh, with when it comes to relationships, we we often get into them expecting something first before we give, right? Which is sort of the the standard way that we get into relationships because we want something. And in the book, you know, I sort of explain how to create this virtuous cycle, I call it. You have vicious cycles and virtuous cycles. And those are really just fancy words for things tend to spiral in the universe. There's nothing that stays still. Everything around you is always moving. If you stand and you just look out in nature, you know, right now I have a nice window in my room and it's just like things are always moving. Now, I took a walk before I had this interview and you hear the palm trees going, you know, I got these little leaves that are. Where like, do you live? I live in Phoenix. Oh, cool. So, yeah. That's so nice weather. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's been freezing lately, but it's really? hopefully it's going to get nicer, you know, before all hell breaks loose in the summer. But <laughs> it does get hot in the summer by you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. But, uh, but, you know, things are always moving. And so you're either growing or dying. And so a vicious cycle will happen if you're unaware and if you don't do anything. And a virtuous cycle happens with intention. And so there's always two things working in tandem, pairs, right? And gratitude and generosity, I'm paraphrasing a lot of stuff right now, but gratitude and generosity are one of those pairs, right? You can't be grateful and not generous. Like it just, you know, they, they work together. If you're grateful, if your heart fills up, which is what gratitude does, uh, it wants to pour out, which is generosity. And that's the natural extension of, of gratitude. And so when you can incorporate those two, you create this sort of little battery in your heart that allows you to really engage properly with other people uh, and create meaningful relationships. So that whole book is free. You can get it. Uh, it comes with a little program there. And for me personally, I try to incorporate, you know, most of those habits every day. I mean, it's a practice. It's a practice. I can't say that I'm, you know, a master at it by any means, but I think it's a practice and it's something that you do every day. Uh, you know, and, and every day there's going to be a reason to not be grateful for sure, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, you know, I try to eat mindfully and I try at night when I do uh, a shower before I sleep to kind of do like a mindful shower and sort of scrub off the negative emotions and see what I'm grateful for that day. I mean, I try to communicate with myself often you know, communicate with my body often and express gratitude. And, you know, it's beautiful. Again, simple stuff, but it's just something that we have to do every day, just like brushing your teeth, right? <laughs> yes, it's a habit. Must yeah. A must-have habit. I, I do that in the morning. That's how I start my day. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people to handle major changes in their lives? Hmm. Well, it depends what kind of change it is, hmm. I would say, first. Because... uh you know, if it's a health change, then the question is, what kind of health change is it? What happened? <laughs> There's a thousand questions there. Uh, but, you know, change, change is, th there's a story in, in the Zen tradition called the parable of the Chinese farmer. Have you ever heard of it? No. 
I'll give you a little paraphrase. So there once was a Chinese farmer and he had some horses in his farm, in his area. And uh, one day one of the horses broke free and ran away. And so the villagers came by his farm and said, oh my God, you know, that's so terrible. He said, well, maybe. The next day, the horse comes back with three other wild horses it brought from the wild. Now he's got three extra horses he can sell. He can, you know, do all kinds of stuff. So villagers come by and say, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Look at you. You know, and the farmer says, well, maybe, you know, he shrugs his shoulders. The next day after that, his son was working on one of the horses, the wild horses that had come to sort of break them in and everything. And the, the horse kicked him and broke his leg. And the villagers, of course, you see this, oh my God, we heard about your son. That's so terrible. And they say, well, maybe. The next day after that, the military comes through. The emperor, you know, has ordered the military to kind of go recruit people from the villages. And they say, you know, where is your son? We need to recruit your son because we're going to war. You know, the, the emperor needs new soldiers. And he said, well, my son's uh, leg was broken. They say, okay, well, because his leg was broken, you know, they, they leave him alone. So they walk away. A couple minutes go by and the villagers come in one by one and say, wow, you're so lucky. You know, your son got spared. <laughs> You never know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. It's a good you know, story. So it's a great story. And, you know, it's something that uh, I've been trying to live by because especially in the last year, you know, with all the crap that's been going on, there's been a lot of change, you know, mm -hmm. so, so much change. And so you never really know is, is the is the statement, is the lesson. Well, you wrote a book and yeah. I spent the entire lockdown writing music and it's coming out in the spring. So I wrote a whole meditation album and then a whole album of original music. I mean, I nice. had the time to do my life purpose. And yeah. you wrote an 800-page book. <laughs> never so it, again. Never, <laughs> never again. again. <laughs> but I think that our perception is everything. And, you know, it gave us the time to just quiet and slow down. And, of course, we have compassion for anyone that is hurting or suffering during this time. But I really enjoyed just slowing down, yeah. taking a break. I mean, I'm in New York and oh, man. New life York pace. I'm not, I'm just half an hour out of the city. I'm, I'm in Long Island, the suburbs, but still it's just constant running, 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 scheduling. It's insane. And I really enjoyed that time with my family and the time off. And of course, anything that happens in life is always a lesson as well. So I love that story you just shared. That's a good one. How, it's a good reminder. Yes. How do you help people find purpose in life and actualize their creative force? Hmm. Well, you know, I always like to say that our wounds are our greatest gifts. Hmm. You don't have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to finding your purpose because sometimes it's clear, you know, like in my case, uh, I had the blessing of doing a lot of creative things very early on. You know, my mom supported art and I play the piano, you know, all these different things. And so I had that benefit, but that doesn't mean you have to be an artist or anything to find your life purpose. I think that we all have creative energy that can be expressed in different ways. And so I think the first part is sort of cutting this tie in our minds that creativity or creative expression is necessarily artistic or that there's a talent involved. I don't believe in talent. I think that people are very curious. There's physical talent. There's certain people that are physically adept at, you know, certain things. But 
Beyond that, I think it's really just curiosity. You know, people, when I play the piano, I've played the piano now for like 20 something years. I composed music since I was nine years old. And, uh, you know, when I would go and volunteer, for example, and play the piano and people would say, oh my God, it's Chinese farmer all over again. Oh my gosh, you know, it's so, it's so good, you know? And it's like, you don't see the years and years and years and years and years and years and years that I've been playing, that I've made mistakes, that I had to relearn all the shit that I played before. And now that I haven't played for, I haven't played, I haven't touched piano for like two years. So next time I sit down, I'm going to suck. I have to practice my endurance again or my dexterity, you know? So yeah. you don't see that. You just see, oh my God, you know? So, you know, we tend to see the things that are not obvious. And so that's the same way in your life that when you think of creativity it has nothing to do with artistic. You may have creative energy that's expressed as a baker or as an accountant or somebody that likes to create events and bring people together. You know, it doesn't matter. It's just everybody has that creative piece of the puzzle. And then the second part is looking at your own life in terms of the, the challenges that you've been dealt with as windows into something very unique. And the way that I like to think of it is a very nice little metaphor. And I call this the life key. So if you can imagine, you know, you take a key, right? And sort of, if you look at the the edge of it, right? It's got ups and downs, right? It's got all these little ups and downs, right? Well, now let's let's just take a whiteboard and draw your life on a on a graph. You know, here, here's birth zero, and then you know, whenever you're gonna die. And so from zero to a hundred, let's say, you if we graph a little graph of your experiences of what happened, like this is good. This is bad. Oh, I got married here. I got divorced there. You know, whatever ups and downs, right? If you take all that ups and downs, you can make it into a key. If you draw a little, little circle at the end there, if you can imagine that, it might be hard to figure that out, but if you can imagine those little ups and downs in your life as, as sort of your timeline, you can make that into the top of a key. And then you take that key and that is a unique door that only you can open. It's a lock that only you can open. Why? Because those experiences carve out the opposite that you know when you put a key into a lock the reason it works is because not just because of the key but the lock is also exquisitely shaped as an opposite to receive the key it's yin and yang and so that's very important we don't notice that we don't think of that but we think of the key ah the key's the answer well it's not they work together to create the outcome of the door opening and so the same as with your life you know the things that happen to you the wounds and the and the successes, they're they're hints to discovering, you know, your life purpose. You know, the, the, for example, a little more concrete. Let's say somebody has part of their personality they're very uh, shy, you know, and very sort of uh, afraid to talk to people or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And so, a lot of their wounds and traumas have to deal with uh, inhibition and expression and things like that. Well, why is that there? That's there for you to live the path of learning what it means to express. You know, somebody who's expressed, they don't need those lessons. That's easy for them. They'll have other lessons in other parts of their body. Don't worry. You know, but in your case, if you have trouble expressing yourself and you're not confident, life will send, you know, traumas your way to evoke confidence from that so that you can be a light for other people who are also dealing with struggles and expression and confidence. And so that you've lived that path. You know, if you're super, if that's an easy part for you and you're talking to people who's basically have struggled with that, 
then it's not going to resonate. But if you've struggled with that and you've, you know, really dealt with self-confidence and let's say uh, talking to people or being shy and you've overcome that, then guess what? You're going to be much more in service to other people. And so it's easy to find that service because you can only give what you have. You know, I can't give you $20 if I don't have 20 bucks. That's the real world. You know, the whole idea of borrowing and debt, that's all BS. Like we even made that up. In the real world, if you don't have something, you can't give it away. If I don't have $20, I, can give you, I can't give you. So how do you apply that to, you know, emotions and, and life purpose? Well, if I don't have experience on alignment, let's put it this way, or, you know, self-doubt or whatever else, I can't help you with that because, you know, I don't have experience in that department. And so look to your experiences after you've broken this association that you need to have talent or whatever else, something special to find your life purpose or creativity and look to your traumas, look to your past, look to your life key, look to your ups and downs and see how those things positioned me to relate to a certain type of person who's dealing with, you know, everybody who has ever came into my life as a teacher, as a student, when I was teaching dancing, especially a lot of the students that I had all dealt with the same things that I was dealing with you know, with self-doubt was a big one, uh, you know, but self-doubt was a big theme in my life and overcoming that and, and still overcome. I doubt everything, you know, the more you know, the more you doubt. And that's the problem, you know? So with, for example, with health, you know, the book that I wrote, it's a big ass book and it's, it's a lot of knowledge and it's, it was my promises. That it's going to be with you for your life as a guide. And so the downside of that, of writing a big ass book like that is, you know, like when I go to the store and buy something for food, it's like, Eh, no, you should, you should hear the conversations in my head. I mean, they're just like, nope, that's gonna, that's no good. That's going to give you inflammation. Nope. That's, you know, I so know. there's like, not much you know, left. There's not much left. If you want to be know, like so, gluten-free, whole food, organic, yeah, yeah. non-inflammation. I mean, <laughs> it's ignorance is bliss, right? Oh and man. So, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the downside. So I doubt everything. So doubt for me is still a life challenge it always will be but at the same time it's i've accepted it and i've embraced it as also something that can help me because my doubt has also helped me do what i'm doing today if i didn't doubt the mainstream consensus if i didn't doubt certain things then i would have never had the courage to act on what i've done and so um you know if i was if i was doubted my ability to to do dancing as a as an, as an activity as a career because you know oh you should get a real job you know <laughs> you know so doubt ultimately uh, serves a purpose just like everything else, but it's also, it's a balance. And so for me, that balance has been a big theme. And because of that, I can help people, you know, help them with, with that piece too, because doubt is a big part of everybody's life, I think so. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, Tell me about your podcast, The Dance of Life. Do you talk um, on there or do you have interviews and what's the intention of the podcast? Tell me all about it. Um, well, I have a nice little phrase that says, learn, grow, get inspired. So hopefully one of those three, <laughs> hopefully one of those three you'll get by listening to the podcast. Either you learn something, you'll grow as a person, or you'll get inspired. So um, I interview people every Friday on, you know, basically wellness or you know, overcoming, you know, life stuff, you know, life challenges, mm. inspiring stories, anything that, uh, again, fulfills the the three words in some way or form. That sounds fun. Uh, yeah, it's fun. And then on Tuesdays, I have like a short little Tuesday transformation, uh, transformation Tuesday, I think I call it. 
I don't remember which one it is. If it's Tuesday Transformation or Transformation Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you share little nuggets of things that you've yeah, learned Yeah, like yourself. little nuggets, just like that's shorter cool. episodes by me. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've put a lot of my stuff. I used to do guided meditations. I've done a lot of stuff on Insight Timer, on Aura, mm-hmm. a lot of those like meditation type apps and life coaching apps. So I'm on there too, but yeah. So Tudor's Landmark, almost 800 page textbook called Dance Your Way Through Life, a no bullshit guide to hacking your body, mind and soul for success is available along with a companion book on finding your life purpose, other audiobooks and a 30 minute coaching session is available at danceoflife.com slash coaching. And I'll have the link in the description as well. Any final comments or anything else you'd like to share before we end the show? Well, I think just going back to the beginning, you know, don't be afraid to act on what you believe. Okay. At the end of the day, that's that's the best that you can always do is always act on what you believe. And, you know, that will always, guaranteed, will always move you to the next step. So, Beautiful. Well, thank you. This was an yeah. interesting conversation. And... May this podcast bring you many blessings in your business and your own life. And thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. You can connect with me on my website, tabofthepolaris.com, to explore my high-frequency music, meditations, energy healings, and to join the mailing list to be part of our community. My newest release is called Seven Spheres of Light. It's a guided meditation album to balance the chakras. Follow me on Telegram as well. That's a really fun social media platform app. And that's my favorite right now. Also look for the link to join um, my YouTube channel because I started doing more YouTube videos, lots of meditations and live streaming interviews on there as well. And I am releasing some original music this spring. So make sure you get on my mailing list if that resonates with you and you don't want to miss out at tabofthepolaris.com. You can also check out my Patreon page to join the community there. For just $5, the price of coffee, you gain access to many free classes, private meditations, and behind-the-scenes content. And again, all of the free content from the podcast is available on all uh, podcast platforms. But if you every once in a while, you can catch me live streaming the show if the guest is up for it on any of my social media channels, Facebook and YouTube as um, are the most popular ones I'll be streaming to. And I am Tabitha Polaris on all social media channels. So I'm so grateful to everyone listening to the show and uh, so grateful that um, everyone who's leaving reviews and emailing me and I really love the feedback. So thank you so much. And if you like the show, you can also donate a dollar or any amount to my PayPal link that is in the description as well. So the essential oil of the day is a healthy goji berry superfood supplement drink called Ningxia Red. This is the most healthiest, yummiest thing you could do for your health. It's a drink made from goji berries infused with lemon orange, yuzu, and tangerine essential oils. Ningxiaed is a daily supplement drink that includes juice extracts from superfoods such as aronia, plum, berry, pomegranate, and Ningxia wolfberries. This delicious supplement comes in a glass bottle as well as 
travel pouches. So whichever way you prefer to order. It also um, is very good for your eye health, cellular function, and increasing your energy levels. And all you have to do is drink two to four ounces a day to support your overall wellness. So to order, use my essential oil link in the description of this episode or on my website, and you can get started with uh, the Ningxia Red kit and receive 24% off on current and future orders using my link. And if you already have a Young Living account, I'm sure you're already drinking Ningxia Red, but put it in your cart and make sure you have some leftover. We have amazing guests coming up to look forward to in the future. Very, very blessed and grateful to have so many people sharing their wisdom with us um, of all different types and styles and modalities. It's just really been interesting, all the people I've been meeting. I hope you've been enjoying the topics. But if you have a request for someone that you want me to interview or a topic I haven't covered yet, please let me know on social media or on my website. Please email me, use the contact form. So again, thank you to everyone listening, holding the space with us. Make sure you stay in that frequency of light. Open your eyes to see the truth and hold that love in your heart. Be the light, shine your light, and live in the light. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for holding this space with us today. May your hearts be filled with love and light. Keep your eyes wide open for signs from your angels. Many blessings to you and looking forward to being with you next Tuesday.